Well, our scripture for this Sunday is one of the hardest in the Bible. It's a story of Abraham and Isaac. And if you remember your, your biblical stories from youth, Abraham and his wife Sarah are very, very elderly people, but the Lord visits Abraham in a dream and tells him that he is going to become the father of a great nation, the nation of Judaism or Israel. And Abraham says, you know, I'm like 100 years old and my wife is 99. How can that happen? And the Lord says, just trust me because your wife, Sarah, is going to have a baby. And from your family, the whole world is going to be blessed. And so this story picks up. Now, Isaac is a young man. He's been born. He is obviously the child that Abraham and Sarah have waited for forever. And as the story begins, the Lord again appears to Abraham. It says, after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and Abraham said, here am I. The Lord said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. This ends for right now the reading of the scripture. Uh, Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What a hard story this is. Why would God do that? How can anybody not ask that question? He offers this child to Abraham and to Sarah, and they love him, and they have the, they've trusted in God, and now they've got the apple of their eye, and God comes along and says, I want you to make him a burnt sacrifice. What is Abraham to do? What would you do? What would I do? If somehow we heard a message from God and, you know, the message doesn't come, you know, written on stone, it probably came in a dream, that's where they usually come. What would you do when you were given such a devastating demand from the person that you trust, the Lord God of hosts, the person you put your entire faith in? What would you do? Well, what Abraham did is he said, okay, God, I've trusted you so far, I'm going to trust you one more step. And he takes Isaac off into the wilderness and he's about to sacrifice him as a burnt offering. What an awful, awful request to make. I don't know that that's actually the quest that God makes of many of us, but the symbolism is pretty strong. Because what God is saying is, unless, if you're not willing to trust me in everything, probably you're not going to trust me in much of anything. I might be just making that a little too Pollyanna. But the basic symbol of trust in our world is just how far will you go to demonstrate your trust? Because once I say I'm not going to do this, then the next time I come along, I say, maybe I'm not going to do that either. If I won't sacrifice my son, then I probably won't sacrifice myself. If I won't self-sacrifice myself, why should I sacrifice my job or my standing in the community? Uh, There's thankfully not too often that any of us have to make that choice, but sometimes we do. And that's a choice not only that comes to us from God, but of course, all forms of authority essentially come down to the same point of question. For example, if you live in, and everybody lives in a country, and if the government comes and says, 
we want to take your child and put him in the army and send him off to war, which of course happens over and over and over again, uh, what do you do? You may not like it, you may be really fearful, but you do so because you trust that authority, the authority of the government, to say this is something we need as a people to keep us safe. In the church, we don't truly ask you to put your child to death because that happens in cults sometimes and we don't really think that comes from God. But the basic question that has always been asked of us as Christians and as Jews is, will you actually trust God enough even to take your life? Trust God enough even to take your family? Trust that God has a purpose in what happens? And... I'd say many of us, probably including me, say, well, I'm not sure how much, how far I want to go in that. But is the key to trust? We don't trust if we, we can't really trust if we can't just put our hearts into that trust. Ronald Reagan said once, you should trust but verify. Probably wise. But if I trust God, if I trust God with my whole life and my whole being, I'm willing to at least put myself up. I'm willing at least to say, whatever the vagaries that come in the future of existence, my trust is in you. And in this story of Abraham and Isaac, it's just a far extension of what we actually put ourselves through to say, will I trust God in anything? And to the extent that I can't, that I have to rely on my own, you know, my own stuff. So it's, it's a hard question. I'm not sure I've answered it very well. But I do know this. I do know that the beginning of faith is trust, and the beginning of trust is faith. And we have to take that tautology as we go forward in life and say, I don't have any place else to turn. And then we trust God. And then things, sooner or later, turn out. I hope that's not as bad as it sounds. Let's let's continue with prayer this Sunday. Uh, dear Lord, we do thank you for we thank you for life itself. And we offer our prayers this morning for those who really have reason not to trust, for those who've been victims of wars and of natural disasters, for the people who are refugees and the people who are homeless and hungry. For all those people, we lift our prayers, Lord. We lift our prayers for those who are sick for those who have been diagnosed with cancer and other dread diseases, for those who were hospitalized or in nursing homes, for those who are imprisoned by mental illness that keeps them from enjoying life. Lord, we lift our prayers for those who suffer. And we pray for those who help, for the police officers and firefighters and utility workers, for the uh, all the medical personnel. We thank you for our teachers and our parents and our doctors and our merchants and our farmers. Lord, You've been so good to us, and we do lift up all those in honor to you. Lord, we pray for our president, for our governor, for the men and women in our armed forces, and we pray for one another as we remember the words that you taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now, thank you so much for watching. Take God's blessing. Please go forth to love and to serve the Lord.
May the Lord bless you and keep you and make God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of God's countenance upon you. May the Lord give each of you God's peace. Thank you so much for watching this. We hope you have a wonderful day.